everybody. It's a dog's life with Angela Artelino. And I'm Hernando Yamana. And we're so happy to be here today. We are. Grateful we, to be here grateful. today. Grateful. It is, I don't know when this is going to be released, but we are isolated on the rescue farm right now with everything going on in the world. And we first want to say that we're sending love to everyone and all your pets. And to remember, your pet's mental health is just as important as yours. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a great message. Um, it's funny because we um, we feel kind of weird being isolated, especially because we are coming off of our Healing Naturally tour mm-hmm. where all we did was meet people and talk to people. Yeah. And now... Um, Another thing that we do is we go to events and we speak at events. And so uh, the the Healthy Dog Expo, which we were planning on going to in April, has been canceled. And so we kind of missed some of these people and our family that we get to see totally. at all these events. But then we were like, oh, wait a minute. You know what would be cool for podcasts is if we talk to some of those people that we're going to miss and not see at these events. Um, that we met at prior events. And um, so that's who one of our guests is today. Yeah, we want to feature other heroes. Like there's other heroes doing a really amazing work with their specific dog or getting education out for uh, others to learn from what they've learned in the past. Um, And it doesn't always have to be veterinarians. It doesn't always have to be, uh, uh, you know, people who created uh, food products. There are are a lot of heroes doing a lot of amazing things for dogs. Right. And it's, as we know, that the research is limited and vets uh, are not taught about cannabis medicine or the endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. So they don't even know what to say about it. So the only thing that we have to depend on right now is actual people's testimonials who are taking the chance and using this medicine Mm -hmm. and then finding out that it's incredible and it's saving their dog's life or it's making them feel better and it's the only thing that they're using. There's no more pharmaceutical drugs that they're having to use and worry about. Seizures are stopping. Dogs are walking. So the more that people tell this and get out there and share the story, the more important. And then when they go back to their vet and say, hey, look, he's still alive. And not only is he still alive, he's thriving. Mm-hmm. There is another person who's telling their vet about cannabis medicine exactly, and educating them and opening their mind and eyes to this incredible all natural medicine. So exactly. um, our guest today is Naja. Naja Muller, not and- Mueller, Muller. <laughs> you got and, um, and where are you joining us from today? I live in Connecticut. I'm actually in Killingworth, Connecticut right now, but I live in Haddam. That's where Mr. Tonka and I live. So it's beautiful. like in the middle, middle of the state. It's pretty farmy out here. It's we like beautiful. To- Thank you. What Thank is you. the temperature will- today? Um, I think it feels like it's like 65 right now. Oh, gorgeous. I, um, yeah, I was, I was inside earlier grooming, so I just came outside to do this interview and it's, it was about, I think it was about 50 degrees when I went inside and now I think it's about 60, 65. And what's the energy like over there with everything going on? It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is so weird. I mean, where I live is pretty rural and, you know, from my house to go to the closest grocery store, it's about 15, 20 minute drive. Um, so like a, a big grocery store, there's a little one closer, but, um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of, there's a lot of people out doing exercise. Like you see people walking their dogs, you see people, you know, jogging and all that kind of stuff, but, uh, there's not any congregation like you would see in the city. I think earlier this week, I, 
because I'm, I'm going out every day and I'm working, I'm doing dog walks because I'm supporting essential workers. And, uh, I would see people at like parks, like congregated with, you know, 20 people <laughs> and it's like, come on guys, what are you doing? Like wake up. So as of this past Monday, the government or the governor, he did, you know, a, a statewide recommended stay in your home lockdown type thing and only essential businesses are open. So, you know, there's a lot less traffic. Um, and I live in the woods too, so I get to hike out there and we'll see people hiking, but everybody's keeping their dog on leash for a change, which is nice. Because <laughs> um, usually everybody's got their dogs off leash on the trails and everybody's pretty conscious of not letting their dogs run over to other people. So you have to go near another person, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind Very of cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. You, you, I like have it a, you have a dog walking business and you um, also do grooming. Do you have an actual shop? I do not. I groomed years and years ago. I used to live in California and I was grooming out there for quite some time. And then after I, right after I moved back to Connecticut in 2010, I, uh, I separated my shoulder. So I had to get surgery and just, I mean, you know, you groom, it's very taxing on your body. So doing grooming full time is not something I want to do. <laughs> so I have some clients that, you know, I do dog walks and, you know, in home overnights and stuff. And they, a couple of them have, uh, setups in their home for grooming. So I just bring my grooming bag over and I take care of like a handful of clients. Very cool. But yeah, but right now with all of this madness going on, my girlfriend, uh, you guys met Bess actually yeah. at the, uh, yeah. So she has doggy daycare down in Stamford and they're out of groomer and they're an essential business. So people are coming in and wanting their dogs groomed and I've been going down there like once a week to help out. Oh, but, good. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So we see Tonka behind for people who are listening. Yeah. She's got her adorable, <laughs> adorable, scary looking, but adorable looking oh, dog. <laughs> Tonka who has over 38, oh, oh my God. A big Tonka baby. has over 38,000 followers on Instagram. Is that how many now? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> And uh, oh, tell us about Tonka and what's going on and how you got Tonka. And Well, Tonka was, let's see, the story goes back even further. Tonka is special needs. Um, that's first and foremost. So he's a special needs guy. He was born with bilateral um, elbow luxation. So he, he could basically only army crawl. He couldn't stand up straight on his front legs. So he was in Texas. Uh, long story short, the people that, you know, he was, he was born to, you know, people that were inexperienced breeders. And once they realized that he couldn't walk normally, they took him to the vet and the vet recommended, you know, it's going to be very costly to take care of those dogs. So they realized they couldn't afford that care and they sought out a rescue down there and they gave him to a rescue. So eventually that rescue um, found Project Precious in Connecticut. I'm not even sure how that happened exactly, but they found each other and Tonka was shipped up to Connecticut. Um, Project Precious was like, a, you know, detrimental in finding the care, the medical care that he needed. They found the doctors up at Cornell that were actually able to do a surgery rather than just put him in, you know, wheels for the rest of his life. So Project Precious, he went into a foster home right away with this woman, uh, Cindy and her partner, Jill and Jill happened to be a retired physical therapist. So all this is really, you know, good stuff for Tonka and his life coming up. Um, so they have him, I think he was about four months old when they got him under four months old and he had his surgery around four months old at the Cornell in Ithaca and his aftercare was, um, 
in Stanford, there's a branch of Cornell down there. So he saw Dr. Hart for physical therapy and then obviously doing PT at home with Jill and Cindy. And then another woman, Maria, would always come in to assist because they're a great team and they do a lot of work with rescues. Um, also, those three ladies, they raised, along with the community, over $10,000 for Tonka to wow. get his surgery. Wow. Yeah, it was a very expensive surgery. Excuse me, mister, you need to hush. Uh, he sees <laughs> some dogs. Uh, do you, no, you just see people. You don't see dogs. Tonka, hold on. So he, um, so he ends up, where was I? I got lost. You distracted me. <laughs> those of you who can't. Yeah, Tonka, stop, stop. All right, so he had surgery, all that stuff. While he was, Tonka, sh- sorry. <laughs> while he um, while he was doing all this, the girls were making uh, social media of him. He was on their Facebook page. I, I saw them because I'm acquainted with these women at the, at the time. And I was dealing with a dog with cancer at the time. My dog, Trip, my previous boy, he had bone cancer. And I was... Um, doing his home care with uh, cannabis and you know trying to give him a little bit longer of a life so I saw this guy online saw him out of the corner of my eye and was like oh he's really cute but you know I'm not ready for a dog obviously I'm still dealing with with Trip and taking care of him and then Trip passed away at the beginning of May the girls had a Facebook page where they you know obviously put pictures of Tonka up every day I saw him and I thought he was the cutest thing in the world I mean, who wouldn't think he's the cutest thing? And he was even cuter when he was a baby because his ears were enormous. <laughs> I saw him. I eventually got to meet him. And we kind of fell in love at first sight. But this was right after my dog trip had passed. And I wasn't ready for a dog. And they said, you know, he's not even ready for adoption yet because he still has to go through his physical therapy. So, you know, I just met him and that was kind of it. But we'll rewind a little bit. Um, I was attracted to him because... He was special needs, and I had been caring for a special needs dog that had cancer. So it kind of that's a big thing that you know drew me to him because I knew I could take care of him, and I knew I'd be able to give him a loving home. Um, I previously had a seventy pound pit bull, and he was like, yeah, he was like, you know, love of my life. He got me through so much stuff when I was living in California. We drove cross country together. Like he came to New York with me before that, when I went to grooming school and lived at my sister's all summer with me. But, um, previous, it was uh, Christmas, 2016. We got the diagnosis that he had a bone cancer in his rear left leg, like high up in the hip. So I could never even feel anything. It was kind of in there. Um, he started limping one day and then it didn't get better. So I took him to the vet. Like it was, the 23rd, the 23rd of, um, or no, it was Christmas Eve. I think it was Christmas Eve that I took him. They recommend that I put him down on Monday. And of course I was like, Oh, you know, traumatized by the whole situation. And she said, you know, that's going to be the most humane thing to do. He was lame. Um, and I said, okay. So I made a, an at home appointment for euthanasia. The doctor was going to come on Monday morning and, um, do, the deed, so to say, but my by Monday, I could tell that he wasn't ready to go. So I said, okay, I'm canceling the appointment and I'm just going to kind of keep him comfortable and wait until he's ready. So when I did that, I called my best friend out in California that used to live with me in trip. And she's huge in medical marijuana because she has Crohn's disease. 
So when I was living out there, you know, I was getting educated by her all the time. So I called her in a panic. I'm like, look, I don't know what to do. They gave me all these medications for pain and it's not a quality of life for him because I'm giving him drugs and he can't poop. He's all backed up and he's like a dope head. So, you know, I didn't want to do that to him. Of course, I wanted him to live and he wasn't ready to go, but I didn't want him to have this horrible quality of life in the meantime. So she's like, all right. So she sends me a nice little care package of CBD. And also we were doing FICO. So I started um, weaning him off of the prescription medications from the, from the vet. I weaned him off all that stuff by using CBD. And then I started introducing the FICO. And that's for people that don't know, full extract cannabis oil. Um, and so the high THC content in that was going to be what was going to fight really hard against the uh, cancer cells. So fast forward about three weeks later, I get him a wheelchair because he's not able to walk. And he's, well, at this point, he's probably like 60 pounds. He had lost weight. So I'm carrying him around as best as I could, but he, he was tall too. So it was hard for me because I'm like five feet tall. So I got him a wheelchair up at Eddie's wheels. And then, you know, basically from December and then he passed on May 15th. So, Aww. but the quality yeah. of life that you were able to the give quality him of life. the end is unbelievable. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah it, it was a quality take, of life. Exactly. That's so important. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back because I really want to hear him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Welcome back to It's a Dog's Life. We're talking to Naja uh, about her uh, dog Tonka and her previous dog who unfortunately passed from cancer. But um, I love that you found an all-natural medical cannabis route. I love that someone introduced you to a little bit more THC because that's so important when we're dealing with Especially cancer. bone cancer because yeah. bone cancer is yeah. one of the most painful and oh, it's the best um, pain reliever. So when he, yeah. um, when you got him on the cannabis regimen, what did you see change and what was different? Yeah, his, his appetite increased. He, you know, wanted to go for walks. He, you know, he was wanting to live. He didn't want to just lay there like a lump. That was, that was the main thing. And then, you know, for me, the main things are if you eat and you want to go outside. And by the way, he was going to the bathroom. He was pooping. <laughs> and that's huge to me. If, you, if you're not pooping, there's a problem. Right. So, you're not eating um, and you're not pooping. There's a problem. How yeah, long, exactly. How long did it take you to do the weaning? Did you do the weaning? What was he on and how long did you, did it take she you to was, Oh God, I can't remember. He wasn't on that much stuff. Or he was on like meloxicam and tramadol, I believe. Um, or no, no, gabapentin and meloxicam. Mm-hmm. So I had him on that for about, it was about a week and a half before I made the call to my girlfriend. And I was like, look, he's not pooping and this is not okay. So she, you know, FedExed me stuff. And, um, and it was, it wasn't long cause he hadn't been on it that long. So I think I oh, weaned him off. Yeah. I think I weaned him off that stuff within about a week and a week and a half. Just and that's so important to know the weaning off. Um, uh, oh, yeah. you know, we've, I've had a lot of people who want to switch to cannabis and want to just take them off of medications. And I, yeah. that's where we always say that's something you talk to your doctor about how to properly take a dog off of certain medications. Right. Of course, I support uh, if we can switch to an all natural way to do it, but to do it correctly. Right. And be aware again that your vet is not very familiar with cannabis medicine. Not at all. <laughs> the... the you know, the gabapentin is a pain reliever, I believe. And what was the yeah. other one? Do you know what it was for? It was meloxicam. 
I think that was also pain and inflammation. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, immediately she, the vet had immediately wanted to do like prednisone right away. Right. And I was like, we're we're not doing prednisone. I've been down that road before with him as, you know, I was not educated as I am now on things about pet life and uh, the reaction he had to the prednisone for an allergy. He had allergies. So the reaction he had to prednisone was just, it was like constant panting, peeing everywhere, just like drinking water nonstop. And it was like, oh my God, I, why? Yeah, but you had no allergy symptoms. <laughs> yeah, no, he actually, I, I think I had him on the prednisone for like two days and I was like, yeah, this is not, I'm not doing this anymore. So, right. you know, again, at that point was, I learned a lot with my dog trip. Right. So, so I, you, you know, know, listeners yeah. need to understand that it's very important for you to be your pet's best advocate and Absolutely. come home and... If you've been given a medication and you don't know what it is, look it up. And a lot of times cannabis medicine can replace a lot of those um, to think they were giving you two prescription meds to reduce inflammation and reduce pain when THC and CBD do that, especially a full spectrum product with, um, with a good good content of all of those compounds in it to relieve pain. So here's proof again. What did your vet say? Um, She was supportive of what I was doing. I told her everything I was doing, but she knew nothing about it. You know, this was was surprised when she heard. Oh yeah. (laughs) When I said, yeah, you know, I'm choosing not to do like, I'm choosing not to do this. Um, and I'm just going to go this cannabis route. You know, I have friends that are guiding me through this. And she's like, you know, that's great. I support what you're doing. But unfortunately, I can't help you with anything on it because I don't know anything. Which is so, so. upsetting. But, yeah. you know, yeah. this is what we've been doing. We've been traveling all over the country, educating veterinarians. Um, so that excuse can't last too much longer is what we're hoping. Was she no. surprised at how much longer she lived? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, he, oh, I didn't even mention, we got the bone cancer um, diagnosis, but he also, it had also spread to his lungs because they saw some white puffs in his lungs, like all over his lungs in the x-ray. And, uh, buddy, um, so they saw it and it was already spread to his lungs. There was no point in amputating. There was no point in, you know, doing any of those other measures. Let's talk about Tonka. Yes, let's talk about Tonka. Tonka, you adopted him from the Precious Paws. Was that the name of it? Project Precious. Project, Project Precious, Precious Rescue. And yep. tell us about Project Precious. You're still involved with them? Uh, well, you know, all I, my only part with Project Precious was adopting Tonka through them. But, you know, I'm always happy to try to put the word out and help them place dogs, too. So they're awesome. an organization based in Stamford, Connecticut. And, you know, they do a lot of they get a lot of dogs in, and then they place a lot of dogs too. So it's a great organization, great people. Um, yeah. So when you adopted, what, how long ago did you adopt Tonka? Tonka, Tonka in, um, we're in 2020, 2000, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. Uh, Trip passed away May 15th. I met Tonka for the first time in 
the end of May, June. And it was just like a, hey, just want to meet this dog kind of thing. It wasn't, oh my God, I need to adopt him right now. But I fell in love with him right away. Of course, I wanted to adopt him. But I wasn't ready and he wasn't ready either. So it kind of timing worked out perfectly. Uh, by the time he was ready, it was August. And I took him for two weeks to do a trial and he never went back. He stayed with me. Awesome. And what was, yeah. What was the condition of his uh, legs and use then? Um, he had had surgery at that point and he also had, you know, gone through his physical therapy and kind of graduated physical therapy, but you know, he still had a long way to go as far as strengthening and just getting out there and moving. So when he came to live with me, I had started fostering another dog, um, a few weeks before that, who I had known for years and she was another one that CBD was a godsend for, um, her name is Roxy. And she was, you know, in and out. Whoa, you just fell off the bench, buddy. I told you that would happen. <laughs> See, now he's down there. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. But he, uh, so Roxy was um, in and out of homes. She was, you know, just, she just never found the right home. And at this point, she was seven or eight. A um, lot of anxiety. She'd bitten people, um, you know, again, because of her, it was situational. Um stress and poor diet. So she came to live with me. I put her on a raw diet right away and uh, we started CBD and that anxiety just curbed like right away. I mean, she still has her moments. She's very protective. Um, but overall she's a much calmer dog and like she was also detrimental in helping Tonka because she was basically his physical therapist moving forward. I had a lot of exercises I was taught and I was supposed to do with him, um, which I did do. I, I wasn't bad. I did do them. But then I saw that um, Roxy was doing such a better job than I was by just playing with him and understanding like how far she could push him and the things that he can do now. He has surpassed everybody's assumptions of what he would be able to do in life. Nobody ever thought stairs were in his future. Nobody thought he'd go further than down the driveway. And now we go on hikes together. Um, I mean, mind you, it takes a really long time to go on a hike with this dog. <laughs> it would take somebody, I don't know, if you went on like an, an hour-long hike, it would probably take us about four hours if we actually did that. Um, but yeah, you know, he's... And so he's, 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 wheel, he's wheel-free, right? Not wheel-free because he does get tired and he's kind of, a, you know, a little prima donna. He, he will only walk like distances when we're hiking, like out in the woods. And it might have to do with the fact he doesn't like concrete under his feet and he prefers the ground. I'm not really sure. But when I take him, you know, on a sidewalk or something, he'll, he'll walk like the length of a driveway and then he'll just lay down and then he just won't move. And I either have to drag him, but I have, the, I have a stroller with him. So I put him in the stroller and I roll him around. So when we go like on, you know, human excursions, cause I'll take him to like an outdoor mall and he loves going there, but he doesn't want to walk. He prefers to be pushed around in his chariot, like the little king that he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. we'll take one more break Don't. and we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Welcome back to it's a dog's life. Yeah. 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 We're back. (laughs) So I'm always interested in um, like when you do have a special needs dog that does need wheels, how the heck do you find somebody? How do you find something that fits them? Um, And 
how did you find, I know you mentioned Eddie's wheels was who outfitted. So like, how did you find them and how did you get wheels fitted for him so that other people who are interested in adopting a special needs dog can get this information? Yeah. Um, well, I, a lot of times the special needs dogs, when, when they're in a rescue, they'll kind of come with their wheels, which is nice. Oh. But um, with Trip, you know, he developed cancer or, you know, if you have a senior dog and they develop an issue um, or, you know, some tragic accident happens, then you're going to have to be in the market for the wheels. So I think I just, I think I saw different dogs with wheels on Facebook or on Instagram and I just started going down the rabbit hole and I found Eddie's wheels because that was somewhat local to me. That was up in Massachusetts, like right up near the Vermont border. So it was easy for me to get up there to do a fitting and uh, have them take the measurements and then they were able to, you know, make the wheels, custom make the wheels for him. And then they called us, um, I think it was like in a week and I went back, it was like a week or two and I went back up. No, it was a week and I fitted, they fitted him once they made it and then they sent us home with the wheels and that was it. And then Tonka, he has a stroller. He doesn't have like a wheelchair. So that, um, there's so many on Amazon. (laughs) There's so many, but they're not all super uh, durable. So I've ended up, the one that we have now, yeah, he's 65 pounds. Wow. So he's not a little guy. I mean, the, the ones they make for little dogs are pretty easy. You just type in stroller for dog, mm-hmm. stroller for medium dog, stroller for big dog. Um, and you can find stuff on Amazon or just do like an internet search. Nowadays, it's much easier to find these things. Um, but I did get him his last, he has, he has two carts now. We have like one for, for the trails because it has kind of better wheels on it. And then the other one, his yellow one that you'll see a lot in his Instagram is uh, by Burley. And they make bike carts that um you put on the back of like strollers for for bicycles so people put their kids in them and i guess um people were ripping the seat out of it when they had kids and they would just keep it as like an open container and really caught on to that so they made a specific one for dogs and that's that's called yeah and that's called the oh my god what is it called it's called the, the tail wagon, the burly tail wagon. It is oh, I love cheap. It. I'm writing that down. Yeah, burly tail wagon. You can go to burly.com, B U R L E Y. Um, and it's great. We love it. It's it, the floor re- is removable. Like it's, you know, the highest, I think it's the highest quality one out there, but it's not cheap. It's like 600 bucks. Well, because even so, with senior dogs, we have a lot of senior dogs yes. and they will, they, they have in their mind, especially when they're on their CBD. They have in their mind to go do what the all the other dogs are doing. Yeah. But then you're on your walk or whatever, and you're having to pick up a 50-pound dog and walk it back because it doesn't want to walk back. Absolutely. My best friend ideas. Yeah, my best friend Beth, she has a very large dog, um, Tucker, and he's a senior. He's about 15 now, and he's still, you know, doing his thing, but he's not very mobile. So she takes him. She has like a I'll send you the link for it. Um I'll get it from her, but it's, it's kind of, you know, at Ikea, not the regular carts, but like the open cart, Uh huh. it's kind of like an Ikea cart, but it's enclosed a little bit more so that the step up is very short from the ground to the, you know, to the actual thing in it. And it's big for big, big dogs. It's hard to find one for big dogs. So I'll send you it the is. link for that. Yeah. It but make it's up, amazing. You have to make up stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're running out of time here. So I did want to ask you one thing. If you had one piece of advice from looking to adopt a, a dog and, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, special needs dogs out there who I'm assuming don't get placed. Um, yes. What would you say to, to parents looking for a new dog and why they should consider? 
I, I just think that special needs dogs, they have so much to give and, you know, they deserve a shot just like all the other dogs. I mean, it's just like children. Like, would you kind of throw away a kid because it had some issues as a baby? No, probably not. You know, so don't do the same thing to a dog. It's not fair. And they give back so much. And I think what people need to understand is that dogs are just like people as far as we all have issues of all kinds. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Can't see. And some of them you can see. So yeah. we're all dealing with um, some sort of issues with our dogs, especially if they're rescues or I mean, I see it more in these you know, designer breeds where a lot of inbreeding oh, yeah. happened and, you know, dogs are having mm-hmm. problems at two years old because they mm-hmm. just weren't raised right. So yeah. um, I think what I love most about your message, I love what you do and mm-hmm. I love your message, is that how you're using um, CBD as oh, yeah. one of your number one tools in your toolkit, whether it's an old dog, whether it's one of your sick dogs, or whether it's a dog that needs support so he doesn't have inflammation or pain in his body. Absolutely. And we, you know, I dose him since the day he came to live with me. You know, I give it to him every single day as a supportive. Um, and then if he's having any issues, I'll just double it up that day. So. Yeah, that's right. You know, and it works. It works great. And my other dog, Roxy, she actually blew out her knee last year. Uh, she had a full tear in her CCL. I did not do surgery. I did uh, conservative management and we did CBD. We did herbs and we did homeopathy. And she's on a raw diet and she's 100% recovered. She runs. She jumps. She's the happiest dog. She plays. She's 10 years old. So, awesome. so I mean, man, the first thing I started with was CBD because that's what I had on hand. I didn't have all the homeopathy um, remedies. I didn't have all the, uh, the herbs. You know, I eventually got CBD those. brings the body back to homeostasis. So it's the exactly. best thing to start with for sure. Exactly. And, and I take it myself and my yeah. parents take it. So. <laughs> right. Well, Naja, we appreciate you taking Thank the you. time with Thank us you. and sharing your story. It's so important. Where can people tell people where they can follow you and Tonka? Uh, we are on Instagram at Tonka's underscore journey. It's T-O-N-K-A-S underscore journey. J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. And he's also on Facebook at Tonka's Journey. Yeah. And you guys have to see so cute. Say it again. And he's so cute. I need everyone to go on and follow you guys. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not watching and you're listening, you can hear him right now. <laughs> and he's so vocal. Here. Hi, Tonka. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.